1: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: I'm Jenny Wren I've been a festival booker for over 15 years mom of two four if you count the dogs I've buried my sister and my parents partied like it was 1999 for over 20 years modeled for five minutes worn far too many accessories and not enough self-care I've had breast cancer and epiphanies safe to say she's been around You're listening to Hindsight Conversations, where my guests are invited to bring to the table what it is they want to discuss, feel ready to share from where they are in their lives. We meet it together with no agenda. No topic is off limits, from the frivolous to the profound, the gnarly to the joyful, painful to the practical. Red flag moments you can only see when looking back, but looking back to move forward. Join me weekly where we explore the 2020 vision of hindsight. Everyone has it. Named vital Irish artist by Clash magazine, Elaine May is just getting started. Her latest single Still Feel with Ava Reddy hints at what's to come on her hotly anticipated debut album due for release later this year. An advocate for gender equality and women's rights, she is one of three artists representing Ireland with Key Change, an EU initiative working towards a total restructuring of the music industry to help reach full gender equality. She was also a featured singer on the number one single Dreams, the cover of the Cranberries hit by Irish Women in Harmony, which took the country by storm in 2020 and raised over 250000 for anti-domestic violence charity Safe Ireland. 2021 is shaping up to be a big year for this ever evolving artist whom I've been so lucky to work with over the years. Elaine May is our first focus artist using her brilliant track When I Go as our intro for just one more month. You can download and buy the full track wherever you buy your music and ensure to keep an eye out for her debut album.
1: We'll remind you on our socials. You know, when I was in school, I really kind of was super into music and I really loved music. Um, But I didn't see a way to actually like have a career in music. Like it just didn't seem like it was something that was viable. Um, to me there were only two options. You were either like super famous and like Alanis Marset going going around and touring and stuff, or you just didn't work in music, you know. Um so I think that kind of limited my options in terms of what I I didn't really know what I wanted to do, to be completely honest. And you know, music and it wasn't something that we did in school. So I feel like that kind of limited my options in a way. Um the consequence, I suppose, being that I came to music later in life and it certainly took me longer to kind of figure out what kind of music I like to create and perform. And, you know, I'd love to be able to kind of go back and just have a conversation with myself, where I, I could be like, there are actual other avenues and routes into music and ways, ways that you can be involved. But I really just didn't have a clue at the time, you know? Um, and that's one thing that actually I find really great to kind of see now is that there are a lot of supports around there for for younger people who are kind of maybe um, considering a career in music and whatever aspect that may be. Um, And I think that's really cool. So I'm not a big person for regrets or anything like that, but I, I do think that it definitely took me like quite a considerable amount of time to be like, okay, now I'm finally making the music and performing the stuff that I really love. And I think if I could go back and have a chat with myself although god knows like how you know open to that i would have been at that age i don't know um it would be cool to kind of look at some of the options that were there to maybe have gotten into that a bit sooner
2: and you know, there's all these conversations or you read the like, what would you tell your 16 year old self? And I actually put one up recently and it was just a nice photo of me. And you're like, oh, my God, I was very young. But yeah, you have said it there. You, you may not have been able to listen, mm-hmm. but if, perhaps for another younger person out there who is like you um, rattling around in their own head and curious. And, and you know, what is it that you'd say to them? Maybe not to yourself, but what is it that you the conversation you think you might like to have had with yourself um, that you could have with somebody else.
1: Yeah. Like if it, if it specifically relates to music, I think it will be around what element of that really excites you and what you kind of get the most enjoyment out of, because for some people it's live performance and maybe there's like, you know, you work as a session musician or a live performer, or whatever that may be. There's obviously like the kind of teaching element, you know, loads of careers and that. Um, the, the one that would have obviously kind of resonated with me would have been around the production side of things and maybe working in a studio or being an engineer, that kind of thing. Um, so I think just what is it that really kind of gets gets you going and, and excites you? Because, you know, some people are brilliant on stage. Some people are brilliant behind the desk. And I think it's just kind of what, what suits you best, you know.
2: And then with that, though, um, I'm I'm a big believer in kind of trying everything and it has helped. um, I use the word career on myself very carefully because (laughs) it doesn't feel like I've had careers. But uh, even when I think of early days, a body and soul at Electric Picnic and, you know, we were all fulfilling about five or six roles. Um, But as the uh, you know, I was like booking the act and then suddenly I was their artist liaison very badly. I might, you know, and then really badly stage managing, or, you know, we've, um, but in actually doing some of those things, albeit doing them badly, I, then you, you understand other people's roles much, you know, much better. And you also understand, Whoa, I'm so bad at that piece or I really hated that piece. Yeah. Um, And I think that's actually quite important to get, you know, that obviously you need to identify the things that you love, but perhaps in doing that, just throw yourself into it. Do you feel? Absolutely. mm. Yeah, for
1: sure. And I mean, as a kind of a performer, writer, artist, whatever, you're 100% like a jack of all trades, you know? And in a way, I think that's great because you have a, a lot of skill sets, I think, any kind of musician who's out there probably knows how to run their social stuff and then do their admin and do their taxes. and Like, you know, and, and that's before they even write a song, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it's like super important that you kind of like explore, um, different avenues and then equip yourself to kind of be able to, to run your own show, I guess.
2: Um, and there is, uh, you know, I know I've read, I can't, I can't even think where, but considering the curriculum as it is um i i don't know that it's moved on H- has the curriculum moved on even you know i i studied music at school um and i would have done you know piano as my main uh whatever you call it instrument i picked up I think it was the recorder, because you had to have a second instrument up to a grade three level, so I just practiced like whatever amount of pieces I needed for that second, but I could sight read obviously very well because piano was my main one. but you know, and obviously that's forty thousand years ago, but they're not um they're, it, I wonder, is there is music what what is taught in schools at the moment? Is it very disparate from the music industry? So therefore, students feel that that there's this huge bridge that they are unable to gap.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine that probably is the case. Um, And I think, you know, in in kind of what I'm speaking about here, like I think that idea of even kind of like being able to speak to someone who's actually active in the industry, I think that just gives so much insight. Like if, you know, a musician kind of going into a school and kind of explaining the actual ins and outs of it is completely different to what your perception of it is I think especially when you're younger um so I think something like that would be really useful um and I've certainly had like people reach out to me as well for advice on kind of you know very various things and I'm always happy to kind of to help with that if I can um but I think it does go back to that thing of kind of having to almost take it into your own hands a little bit like if it is something that you really want then there is a kind of a level of like exploration and investigation and kind of research that you'll you'll need to do. And I think like most people are very open to um if someone reaches out to them for advice about it. I think most people are quite like open and, and able to kind of um share some of their experience which hopefully may help, you know. I think that that's
2: what astounds me um from you know now the my older self and the other side of the table technically the amount of times I say to younger people or you know even college students like we're just people people are just people and there is this perception uh, particularly when you're younger of oh you know you're the music industry or oh you're this that and the other and I always try and you know put a pull the plug out of that and go like I'm at home feeding the dog driving the kids to school <laughs> it's nothing yep. you know we're not the, the big industry execs aloft in you know behind the big 1980s record desks and even then they're still people um so while we could maybe focus on you know what, what schools could give in terms of uh bringing in people etc I do think there's there is an emotional aspect to it as well, isn't there? There's the kind of the fear and that awkward age of 15, 16, 17, you're finding yourself, you're, you're finding, yeah, the the confidence to, um, to reach out to people. Uh, And how, how would you, um, what would you say to somebody if they were trying to reach out? Like what would be your advice to reach out to somebody like you?
1: I think, you know, it's great that we kind of, I know there's lots of issues with social media and everything, but it is great that we do have the benefit of people are more accessible now. That's pretty, pretty cool and a really good kind of um, outcome from that. So like just send a message, send an email. I think most people, you can find a way of contacting them. Um... And the worst thing that will happen is that they won't reply. Like, you know, I really think that's, that's unless you say something terrible. I don't think that there's going to be any, any major issue. Um, and honestly, I think people love sharing their experience. I think people just like to be able to like help and kind of say, look, I made these mistakes or I learned this and, and it can be super valuable. Um, and I've gained so much from, from people who've helped me over the years as well. Like I, I met a musician in Galway, a really lovely guy called um, Will, and he was the person who got me into Ableton and showed me how to use it. And that was like, you know, it just helped me so much on that kind of road to getting into that um, type of music. So just do it. Like what's the worst that can happen?
2: Um, and in hindsight, not trying to bring it back to brand all the time. <laughs> <do you mean? laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, what are some of the pitfalls that you fell into? that you you might offer you might kind of put a little flag up there saying okay don't fall in there don't fall in there here here's here's a little map of the areas not to go to in the forest
1: yeah god i mean how long do you have i I think like um (laughs) the first thing that comes to my mind purely because we're we're having this conversation um relates to something that you said to me at hard Working class heroes a good few years ago now but uh, you know it was asking for advice and I was getting feedback from you and you know you told me that um you kind of wanted to know me as an artist more you wanted to kind of get to know me understand like what kind of you know music I was producing what kind of story I was telling that kind of thing um and that was like a light bulb moment for me because I think up until that point I had I really hadn't thought about you know my art or myself more like in a more kind of I don't know if conceptual is the right word, but I hadn't put a lot of thought into what I was trying to say, what the kind of sound I had was, or any of that kind of stuff. And I found that conversation like, you know, huge and had a massive impact on me. Um and I would definitely kind of hold it up as a bit of a turning point. Um and then something else that like jumps out at me massively as well is like the amount of work that you have to do that does not relate to music at all is just like i mean staggering really um like admin stuff or whatever so know that if you are going to get into um music as a career there's uh you just have to be quite on the ball in terms of like um you know your communication your social media your you know everything planning strategy whatever um so that's a big big part of it as well you need to be aware of They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
2: That's very humbling to know a conversation we had all those years ago had an impact on you. That's that's wonderful. I'm glad it was a positive impact because I'm yeah, sure... For sure down through the years i might throw things at people that might hit them in a different way um and yet as you were saying it while i'd love to take ownership for saying something fabulous the point is you were out in the world doing the work and i think that's also quite an important thing and i have to remember that myself that you know you can sit and ruminate on things and and kind of wait for it to be perfect or wait you know but in actuality yeah. with painting with anything you have to start the work and it is going to take work and continual uh to um to pare down to the the jewel or the pearl and and understand your story a bit better and how you show up as an artist so while as i said i'm delighted (laughs) that that i had that conversation with you you know from an artistic point of view you were out in the world doing the work so you were already you know arguably 50 percent in um and i think that's something that probably should be discussed a little bit um with any type of artistry that you have to um you have to just start and be prepared to keep going
1: and- yeah you have to start and you have to kind of accept that it might not be great you know initially mm. um that you're going to learn you're going to get better you know Um, like I definitely look back at things that I did maybe very early in my, in my career now, and I don't actually hate anything and I'm not really particularly embarrassed of anything that I did, but like, I can see a progression and I can see that I've got much better and I can hear the sound quality improving and I can hear the storytelling improving. And, you know, that's like 10 years of work now, you know, at this stage. Um, so definitely don't be discouraged at the start, um, at this it's a journey and it never ends and you're always going to be improving. In hindsight,
2: although uh, you said you were sorry, not sorry, but you know, that you're kind of looking at how long it took you to perhaps start your career. What do you think was stopping you?
1: Um, I really was very like, maybe it was realistic. I would probably say I was cynical. I just didn't think that a career like focused around creating something that I really liked was, was, was possible or feasible. Um, and you know, I kind of had to just like reframe the way I thought about it, you know, and just kind of do it like you're saying. Um, and yeah, it just, I just kind of like, maybe I kind of just like stopped thinking about like this huge end goal, because I think like, you know, when you kind of build something up in your head as like, if I don't achieve this, then I've like failed or whatever. I kind of started to just actually make music that I really enjoyed to make. And then I kind of just started playing shows and then I kind of started, you know, releasing things. And then I was doing bigger shows and it just has kind of progressed like that. Um, And I think kind of not having this big, not that I'm not like driven and I don't have goals, but like I'm I'm kind of just trying to do the incremental stuff and try and get better. And if I take something off my list, then I focus on the next thing. Um, And I think that's kind of helped me a lot.
2: So you're not cross with yourself for not starting earlier then?
1: No, what's the point in that? I, I used to beat myself up a, a lot about a lot of things. And I've just tried to stop doing that in the last couple of years. It was really not doing my mental health any good. I'm just trying to be kinder to myself. And sometimes things don't work out the way you planned. And you just have to roll with the punches and learn what you can learn. And, you know. So no, but I just love to go back and be like, by the way, you know, like in like 15 years time, you're going to be super into this thing. So maybe like, you know, do a bit of research or something.
2: Like I'm hearing also, and and you know, that I think this is true of a lot of people that, that listening to, you know, what you did do though, was continue to listen to that little voice inside you. And I'm, you know, I'm using the word little and I don't mean to make it sound little, but that, you know, there there was there there was the voice inside you wishing and wanting this um so that was you know that is brave to follow that to not to not allow that to be to be shut down and i think mm-hmm. that happens a lot in life doesn't it you, you know particularly around the arts or something that it doesn't isn't seemed as you know a normal or pensionable or that yeah you know it just seems like almost pointless, but that if that is burning inside you. That you have to honor that and follow it in some capacity. Um, yeah,
1: definitely. And I think for me, it's just kind of like. a It's it's a real joy and a happy side effect that like people. Like my music and I get to play shows and stuff like that, but like I do it for myself, like that's why I do it. And I always try to write music that I love and that I would listen to. And it always just kind of stands to me like if I ever have like a bad show or something like that. I still enjoy it because I enjoy playing the music. I wrote it for me, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and I always kind of come back to that. And I think that that has kind of helped me um, feel more comfortable. It's like if tomorrow no one was listening to me and I wasn't playing gigs anymore I'd still be up in my spare room write music and that's never going to change I think
2: hopefully not <laughs> <laughs> um, and you mentioned uh, a guy called Will who either put Ableton in front of you or, or helped you along did he sort of just come into your path or did you seek him out did you know how, how was that process
1: yeah so I had been I was playing at that point with like guitar and a loop pedal. Um, and it was cool, but it was limiting. It was like only so much that you could do um, and only so many kind of like layers you could have or whatever. Um, And then Will as a performer himself um, and I had seen him perform and he was using Ableton to kind of do something similar. And he was using like live instrumentation and stuff like that. Um, so he was like, you know, if you're using Ableton to do your looping, you could do a lot more kind of sophisticated stuff, etc. Um, so, yeah, so he kind of sparked that interest. And then I was hooked completely because the the level of sophistication and what you can do and the interesting stuff that can be built out is just addictive, to be honest. Um, so that kind of set me on that path. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. Like someone just being a little bit generous with their time can really like fire something up for you, um, which is super cool. And would
2: you have been someone, you know, when we first opened this zoom call, I'm fighting with cables and I've left a bit of the <laughs> microphone somewhere and I'm not very good. And I'm terrible at reading instructions. Like if somebody shows me how to do something, I'm fine, but give me instructions. And like, I can't even put Ikea boxes together. That's put it that way. Um, <laughs> that is that off like would you have been a techie person
1: yeah I think I am quite a techie person by nature um my mum would certainly tell you that anyway she refuses to fix anything in the house until I do it um so yeah I always enjoy I've always really enjoyed that element of it and there is definitely like a it's like a small little barrier of entry to, to Ableton that you're just kind of like, what is this? It's like learning a new language. It's just super confusing. Once you get past that, it's like just it's I, I don't want to say easy, but like it's really accessible Um, and it's fun. And I think that's the that the reason that I've kind of stuck with it um for all this time is that it is a lot of fun, especially when you're kind of performing live and cutting up vocals and stuff like that. It just just could crack um
2: so definitely them you know reaching out to a mentor or or you know being brave enough to ask somebody um who's doing something that either seems interesting or that you feel might help you propel yourself forward um i i i mean i hear that a lot with with people you know, that it took one conversation or somebody just to reach out somewhere else, but also being, and I've used the word brave probably too often, but it's just been strong enough to say, Jesus, I need a bit of help here, hmm. you know, and having, um, and for for somebody younger sitting at home, if you're listening to this, just, you know, the classic line of feel the fear and do it anyway. Because, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, um, and what are the other let's say you're 10, are you 10 years in your career now? Could you say, or longer? Something like that. Yeah. As, As a solo artist. Yeah. As a solo artist. Um, are there any other kind of career things you, you might want to hand to somebody starting out aside from that, obviously there's, um there's a lot more to it than music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any emotional strengths, even that you think somebody would need to consider?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think you need to be kind of aware of how exhausting and tiring it can be sometimes and trying to kind of mind your mental health in that regard, especially if you're kind of if you're playing shows and you're traveling and you maybe aren't like getting enough sleep or you're kind of eat, not eating super well or like you really kind of need to be cognizant of that stuff um, and take care of yourself, because I feel like certainly for me, if you know, if I'm not like firing on all cylinders, then I know that I'm going to find day-to-day life very stressful or more stressful than usual. Um, And I really try to kind of like mind my head from like getting into quite bad anxiety because I get performance anxiety very badly. <laughs> um, And I know for, for instance, if I like haven't got enough sleep the night before, I'm literally reducing my capacity by like 40 percent, 50 percent. So I think knowing yourself and your limitations and what you're capable of um, is super important. And try not to compromise in your mental health at all, because um, it's so important.
2: Yeah, it really is. And and I think uh, I I can't say particularly in the arts, but certainly when you're burning the candle at both ends and late nights and gigs, um you know gone be with the days of the kind of 80s rocker and you know 70s rockers for it's all cool um but e- you know even for crew and then they're up working until 4 or 5 in the morning and then yeah. uh, you, you you really can burn out mm. yeah um, and i think uh, the conversations that are happening now around mental health and just that you know just like you go to the gym to to work out you have to eat well you have to sleep well the, these things are important mm-hmm. um because as you just said, if you have um, anxiety before performing and you've had five cups of coffee and a beer, uh, it's not going to help. And you haven't. I literally you haven't. Had stopped. a bit
1: of a shiver there as you said that.
2: <laughs> and how um, do you have any techniques around performance
1: anxiety? Um, I don't, I don't know if I would call cowering in the corner and uh, wanting everyone to go away is a technique, but, um, I definitely like, I like to be alone. I like to have a little bit of downtime. I like to kind of make sure that, you know, I'm confident that everything is kind of set up. Okay. And I know that I'm like, everything's all good. I think once I know that I'm okay, like, honestly, if I don't have to wait around too long, that helps me massively the waiting around is just killer and i know that's a wishful thinking as someone who performs but um i think definitely just kind of like taking a bit of time for myself um away from everything like i found that it i find it incredibly stressful to like you know be backstage prepping and then to come back and join the crowd which i actually did do for quite some time because like my friends would be in the crowd or like my girlfriend was in the crowd. So I was going to come in, but then I'd be like looking up at the stage, being like, oh my God, I'm going up there in a minute, which is just like a terrible idea. Um so I think just trying to recognize the things that were really driving the stress and then trying to mitigate those a little bit. Some breathing exercises as well have helped me um to kind of just slow the heart rate. But once I get up there and I actually start playing, I'm totally fine. But it's just so it's the waiting that's killer like, you know. That
2: can it's a bit a like way. going to the gym isn't it you know the idea of it's rotten but when you get
1: there <laughs> get the I know I don't go to the gym <laughs> <laughs> neither do I but no. I've heard <laughs> yeah I do I actually started rowing in lockdown which I found amazing I've actually properly gotten into it the only thing that helped me with the whole like oh I don't want to do it is I, I just tried to like not even let myself have the thought like as in to just like you know don't engage with the thought at all and just like try and get on the rowing machine and do it um but yeah those those few things have helped a bit all right
2: and i think normalizing it surely is you know this idea that oh god um, everyone else just wanders up on stage and and can perform and belt out a, a set i think you know to normalize the fact that oh yeah here comes the anxiety here comes this is natural this is normal um you know, because we get it in so many things and, you know, any of the, even going on site, I'd be, I would be riddled with anxiety. And Mm. I used to call it, where's Nelly the elephant? Where is the, she's behind me, isn't she? That huge thing that I've forgotten. Um, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're just like, oh my, because I am very forgetful and I'm not very good with, with small detail. I'm kind of a more macro person. Um, But working to you know and you mentioned a point there which actually made me smart completely different because I'm not a performer but I always found that sometimes the headspace of other people at a gig completely incongruent to where I was at I was in a completely different headspace and I need to check that the artist is okay and da 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 mm. or else I'm just standing there enjoying the music and I'm not really in the headspace to go out and kind of be having the laugh and oh did you see um so I can imagine for you uh, in a in a very different you know you're getting up there to perform Mm -hmm. so yeah you would have to remain in your own bubble um and and only go out with everybody afterwards because it's like it's you've taken that hat off haven't you you're you're yeah totally (laughs)
1: yeah yeah and like the hardest ones and I like I remember like closing the body and soul stage at electric picnic with like both dahi and the galaxy and having to wait around the entire day at electric picnic and not have a single drink and just like wait up until like you know, one or two or whatever, I was, it was incredible. And like, you know, it was such an amazing experience but man, those days were long. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. And yeah. an unsighted picnic is a long day at the best of times, but, you know, when you can't pepper it with, um, you know, a bit of fun throughout the yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and where, where is Elaine May now? I mean, I know obviously what, what's out there in the world and I'm sure a lot of listeners will too, but what, what's going on for you right now?
1: Um, so at the moment I'm working on Finishing out my debut album It's pretty much nearly done now Which is really exciting Um, going to have some new music Coming out later in the year Albums going to be coming out later in the year That's the plan And yeah, I'm just like super happy With what I've been able to, to create And um, it's been a really positive experience As well during lockdown And then in the last like, you know, year or so One has been like a, a dodgy time For everyone as we know So um, yeah, to kind of you know, see a bit of hope in the air now and like vaccines coming and, you know, pilot shows happening and stuff like that is really amazing. Um, so yeah, kind of hopeful for what's to come. And while
2: obviously we can, you know, tap into the the music that's coming, just thinking of you, the younger self or even younger or younger artists listening. Um it's quite incredible, actually, that this is your debut album. <laughs> I feel you've had kind of like five albums by now. Yeah. But it's just, I think that's a, quite an important sort of pause moment to think because a lot of young artists are, you know, yeah, I'll get the EP out and then I'll get the album and it's all about the album. And as opposed to going, whoa, mm-hmm. hang on a minute, what is the rush for the album? And look, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of amazing. And and wonderful. And you've held back and you're now ready to put out a debut album, which is very authentically you. And you've worked through over 10 years producing incredible music along the way and having a career and people knowing who you are and following your career. But now you, you've you waited that time to, to produce a, your debut album. And I think that's really amazing. That's wonderful.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's just kind of what felt right for me and what kind of worked for me and I'm really glad that I didn't rush into it you know my god like now having like kind of coming out that of the side of having done one I'm just like my god there's so much work involved and like it's a serious project you know um and I'm I'm glad that I kind of took time with it um for sure and that's something else that I would say to people as well is like you know it, it is about balance and it is different for everyone and like you know, for me, like I work full time as well at something that's not music, you know, and that's just kind of like, you know, that's what works for me right now. But but there's a balancing act there in terms of like, you know, what works for you and what's feasible for you. And like, you know, how can you approach this? So I would say to anyone else as well to kind of have an open mind with stuff like that, because you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be like the thing that you think in your head. There are so many ways that people are making this stuff work for them. Um, and it has to be the thing that's right for you. And that's why I was so happy to see the pilot scheme for the artist payment as well, because that's going to be a game changer for so many people. Um, and who would have thought that something like that would have even been piloted? Like, I think if you had said it to us a couple of years ago, we would have been like, what? No way. Um, So, yeah, keep an open mind in terms of like how you can make stuff work for you as well, I think is, is an important one yeah not
2: being rigid you know that you can have the idea but actually the path to how you get there may change 50 million thousand times
1: exactly yeah exactly. you might end it
2: you know you might set out in a cowboy outfit but actually by the time you get there you're in a ballerina <laughs> suit and you know it completely. That, that, yeah that it, it completely changes doesn't it and um uh, yeah so yeah you're 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 managing your your full time you know a career another job throughout the day and you know th- this um this love affair with your music and craft and you haven't rushed it yeah, and yeah. i think that's really i i just think that's something to to um be mindful of for, for people because there is this rush and next and yeah, I get the album, I get the single, you know, and I have to be famous in four or five years, which is potentially not feasible
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and you could burn yourself out and you might hate the album that you put out or whatever it is. So um, definitely that there, h- how you get there can be very different. There isn't yeah. a cookie cutter process, is there?
1: No, not at all. Um, and maybe there was more of a cookie cutter process, you know, back in the days of record labels and stuff like that, you know, maybe there's a bit of a hangover from that, but like things are so completely different now, you know, and like people can make a career themselves entirely at home on YouTube, or maybe they just put a track up on SoundCloud and it explodes. Like there are just so many different ways that things can happen. Um, So yeah, like you say, I would, I would think just, you know, have an open mind for the, the journey ahead because it could be completely not what you think, you know, but maybe have the same outcome.
2: And what are the, I'm mildly jumping around now, but um, within that, obviously you have to, you know, you have this burning talent and you're, you know, shining that diamond and you've crafted your work over 10 years, but there are other skill sets, as you've mentioned, admin, et cetera. What are the other skill sets that you kind of... um, you know, I always think back to I went to design school, uh, not design school. What do you call it? A art, what was it? I can't even think what do you call it. I, w- I studied graphic design, basically. Cool. And I remember being that arrogant that I didn't want to go into the typing class because I, like, well, I'm not going to be a fucking typist. I'm not a secretary. I was like, oh, you idiot child, <laughs> because I spend my day typing badly because I, you know, I pigeon typed for so many years that you can't retrain an old dog. Um, so, is there any extra? skill sets that you know that would be handy that somebody could kind of maybe while they're waiting for that inspiration to come or while they're training on Ableton that actually you know do do a little side hustle of admin or accountancy or what are some of those that would be helpful
1: but what wouldn't be helpful there's just so many things like I think being able to kind of like you know write maybe your own press releases or like write your own bios any kind of um you know skills that you could develop in terms of writing, because that's invaluable. You're always going to use it, even in terms of like communications and emailing and making sure that you're, you know, you're, you have an email signature and stuff like that. And then I guess like web design and social media, like if you can do that yourself, that's going to be something that's super handy that you can kind of update yourself. You don't need help from someone else. Graphic design, like you mentioned, is another massive one. I I would use Canva, which I'm sure like so many people are using now it's just super handy for like doing assets quickly and efficiently um there's just so many things like admin anything to do with tax (laughs) like learn about that early I know it's really boring (laughs) but like you know that's a good one um so yeah just like god I don't know everything and anything
2: but all of those extra things are helpful. Aren't 100%. They? Yeah, 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. Um, just to kind of like know where you're at with things and, and not be depending on, on people too much, you know, because obviously there's ama- amazing people working in the industry in terms of management and, you know, bookers and all that kind of stuff. And that's incredible. And it's also important. But it's good to be kind of clued in yourself as well and just kind of have an idea in terms of what's going on um, and, you know, be able to pick things up yourself if you need to. Mm. And obviously, when you're starting out, you probably won't have anything like that. So you're going to need to be able to kind of reach out to people and manage things and negotiate and make sure that all your stuff is is up to date. And a lot of it can cost money if you're not looking to do it yourself. So it's always a good it's a good thing to kind of look at.
2: And is there any. um where would you point, you know, you're, we're, we're talking back to Elaine and she's, I don't know what, 17 at school, 16. Um, where would you tell her to go first?
1: Um, I think I probably would have had that conversation like we spoke about earlier about what it is that I really enjoy um, and what it is that kind of excites me about music to try and get down to the crux of the, the thing that I Love the most about it, and then probably pointed me to some people who are potentially doing it. Although I kind of feel like at that time it would have been difficult, honestly. Um, But I think, you know, had I reached out to some people or had I even talked to some people who were even like some music teachers or people who are working in the industry in any way like that, I think I probably would have gotten a bit of a steer in terms of what the direction would have been for me to to go in. I feel like that's a bit easier now. I, I hope I'm not incorrect in saying that, but I think... You know, with the internet and with like, I'm really making myself sound very old here, but with the with the internet, with social media, and stuff, you know, it's much easier to kind of reach out, I think, and connect with people than it was um, when I was in school. Yeah, I, I,
2: I mean, Jesus, there was no internet when I was at... Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I got the internet know. when I was
1: like sixteen or seventeen, <laughs> but it was like back when you, you know, a page took like, you know half an hour to load or something yeah and
2: i think um be, with social media something that could be handy as well is if you know people just to, to kind of observe to observe how other people are doing it or how they're talking or you know to At observe points yeah yeah and and not not kind of jump straight in with the question, but actually observe the tone, observe the, you know, how how are others doing things and kind of copycat for a little
1: while. It's very true. And it's someone actually gave me that advice a couple of years ago. And I think it's, it's invaluable. It's just like, you know, you aren't reinventing the wheel. There are more than likely artists out there who are similar to you or maybe have similar style of music, similar beliefs, whatever. So you know what? What are they doing? What's what's their tone like? When are they posting? You know what? What do their assets look like? All that kind of stuff. So it's you know, and it's inspiration for yourself, and just a, a way of kind of learning what might work for you um, and what might be a good fit. So yeah, I think that's really good advice.
2: I mean, I do that as well. I'm sitting there watching people, mostly wondering, how do you do
1: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And YouTube is like, you can learn anything on YouTube, you know, like for production stuff in Ableton, it's incredible. And like for anything now, really, you can just kind of sit down and and learn so much there, which is pretty amazing as well. And have you an
2: opinion on um, somebody leaving school? and wanting to pursue a, let's say as an artist, they're not going into production or, you know, something that is more traditional that you would go to college for or a studio for, they want to be a performing artist. What's your view on learning that trade via a college or a course versus kind of, I don't mean winging it, but just Hmm. going out there and doing it. Do you have an opinion on that or?
1: I think it's tricky because I think it's really it's a really personal thing. Like, I think it definitely works with people. And then I think for other people, you know, they'll tell you, you know, they didn't get anything out of it and they didn't need to do it at all. Um, It's kind of hard to say, because I think there's probably scenarios where it works well um, and then others where, where it doesn't. But like, even for me now, looking back, I would have loved to have done something like that in college. I did like completely unrelated things in college. I did like history, sociology and politics. And I think it would have been If nothing else, really enjoyable to have actually studied it, and I'm not classically trained in music in any way, so you know that might have been a nice kind of foundation to have.
2: Okay, yeah, it's just it's an interest point for me at the moment Mm -hmm. in terms of you know, and as you say, it is a personal journey. There is yeah, there is no right or wrong way, but sometimes it can be. I think where a college can really come into its own is. people around you it is that immersive immersive place of being in you know the fame academy kind of thing when i was a kid you remember that movie you know yeah god being around uh, you know like-minded people doing all striving for something similar um that can be uh, very supportive and um exciting i guess really yeah
1: totally and i mean The comparison I would I would draw there would be like in in the last couple of years, I've been involved with Irish Women in Harmony and then also with the Key Change Network, which are two of the strongest networks that I've been part of um, in my life. And I've really just found them both absolutely invaluable. And it's as you're saying, whatever about anything else, it's just this connection with these people who are like minded, who are working in the same industry, who have had the same experiences and who, you know, you can connect with, which, yeah is pretty amazing so potentially that element of it is very valuable
2: yeah or you know you I guess you can do that outside of college if college is not accessible to you due to finances or whatever but definitely the like-minded or people who are striving for or performance or something to 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 buoy you along and bring you along um you know because it's hard to stay a flamingo if you're yeah on a bus with a load of penguins you know it's um you you can lose it and just go off to hell with it i'll just become a penguin then um so keeping yeah helping you keep that flame alight by being with those that are striving for the same thing
1: yeah and and i think it's really inspiring as well because Mm -hmm. you'll see and this is the same now like you know people who I'm friends with who are musicians who are who are doing things and I'm like wow that's amazing I didn't even know I didn't even think of that like what a great idea you know um so yeah there's definitely that level of inspiration you can get as well from people who are kind of thinking along the same lines as you so I'm jumping back again now but we have the debut album and when is that coming out again um shooting for October that's the plan as as, as it stands that is the plan
2: Okay. And you're unsure what sort of launch that will take now. I mean, and that said, you know, that's a whole other conversation as well. The traditional album launch night yeah. that, that has changed over the years, hasn't it? It's it's yeah, it doesn't need to be that anymore, really, does it?
1: No. And I mean, like, you know, we obviously obviously have seen like a lot of uh, innovation and stuff in the last kind of year and a half. Um, so I'm not sure yet what what, you know, um, guys that will take. but. um We'll be working through all of that detail now in the next month all of my admin will be coming together
2: all of that extra skill set that we spoke yeah. about <laughs> exactly, is gonna, exactly. It's start <laughs>
1: as we're having this conversation <laughs> um,
2: Thank you. Yeah, I think that will be really um, great for for youngsters to hear, and uh, not just youngsters. You know, that's God. I'm 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 quarantining off a uh, whole age group of people because cheapers. <laughs> um, like I have switched careers how many times? And you know, I need started booking a festival. Uh, I don't know what age I was. I'm I, I get lost with time. But um, yeah, just. If 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 it's still stuck within you, if that flame is still burning, um, it's certainly never too late. And and just to, yeah, on, honor that little voice that needs to come out.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. And I mean, I was I was even just talking to to my wife about this before I had the chat with you. And, and she was saying the same because she has this love for art. And, you know, when she was younger, she kind of thought that it, it was, you know, you're either like a super famous artist who's like, you know, stuff is displayed in galleries or you just like are at home doing, doing, doing your art or whatever, but there are things in between, you know, and I think that's kind of what can be lost sometimes. Um, so definitely I think that exploration into what it is that excites you and how you can make that be something that you do on a regular basis and that you get to share, um, is really worthwhile.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, and I hope, uh, she might do the artwork for your album. <laughs>
1: oh my God maybe she will <laughs> have we just come up with an idea potentially, potentially. <laughs>
2: um i have three very simple questions that have been a continuum through the conversations they're not difficult um and the first one is what are you well you've kind of answered it but what are you sorry you didn't start earlier
1: um yeah definitely music production that kind of that kind of uh, line of work with the music
2: and what are you sorry you didn't give
1: up earlier hmm interesting um probably beating myself up and being really hard on myself about what i was doing and achieving which in hindsight ding 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 was an absolute waste of time so
2: it's a hard one to give up
1: Yeah, I know, and I say that knowing that I still do it, but I've gotten better about it, I think.
2: Yeah, I think um, I still do it as well, and it's um, half the battle was actually just recognizing that that's what was actually happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
2: (laughs) And what are you most proud of to date? Because obviously there's things in the in your future, but to date, what do you feel you're most proud
1: of? Um, the show that I did. (laughs) Funnily enough Body and Soul a few years ago um, At Electric Picnic I think I played at like 8 o'clock Maybe in the evening On a Saturday evening And I just worked really hard Up to that point On the the music that I was playing And I also kind of felt like You know There was a a serious evolution Had happened to get me there You know Um, And there was a really good crowd there Even though it was raining And uh, it just felt amazing And then I think the following Monday Um, I got track of the festival in the Irish times for one of the remixes that I played and it was just pretty amazing because I had worked super hard up to that point. So to kind of have had the show that I loved and really enjoyed, and then also have that kind of, um, feedback afterwards was pretty amazing. So I think I always go to that one.
2: It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and to have, as you say, that evolution point and maybe I think sometimes those shows, um, for art you know for where you were at having worked that hard for just things to align mm-hmm. you know uh, <laughs> things just to align and finally it it's come together and and the hard work has paid off and you're able to stand and recognize it yourself yeah, It's yeah, yeah. also the revolution or evolution point isn't it it's been able to accept that you've uh, hang on a minute I'm pretty damn good
1: <laughs> totally and it's funny because actually like one of the you know when I played the very first time that I played at electric picnic was again at body and soul. And it was the like 12 o'clock in the day, I think, I think on the Saturday, I'm not sure, but you know, even to just have that experience of playing that show and like, how far you know of a journey it is to get from that like slot to the eight o'clock on a Saturday evening one and the everything that went in between that so I think that's why it just felt even more incredible it was like wow yeah this is cool like you know you've you haven't been completely wasting your time so
2: (laughs) (laughs) definitely have not been wasting your time and you have gifted us and I asked you for um music um for this podcast which we will use for a couple of months um and it felt just so well a I was very blown away the fact that you were so willing to do that but um for me it always feels how do I put it humbling and amazing to have been you know a tiny slice or or running alongside somebody as their career is growing um and yeah i'm I'm just very humbled and honored that we we can use your music and put a focus on you for the next few months um and I wanted to really thank you and honor you for that
1: oh thank you well, thanks for having. Me. I really love that piece of music and um I think it's really kind of introspective and meditative and I very much kind of you know, was in that headspace when I wrote it. And I think it kind of, it suits the podcast really well. So thank you for showcasing it.
2: Thank you so much. It's just always such a pleasure to talk to you, Elaine, and thank be you around know. you. And um, it has been such a joy uh, to watch you grow and Thanks. to see you evolve and to hear you evolve and to see your confidence grow and step into it more and more. And I'm just so looking forward to the album and all the other albums that will come after that.
1: Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And come find me over in Hindsight Conversations on Twitter and Instagram.